May the words of my mouth and the thoughts of our hearts give glory to you, O Lord. Amen. Fair winds and following seas, so goes the sailor's blessing on those who are setting out on a voyage. Fair winds blowing you in the direction you wish to go, not too strong, but not too light either. Not so important, perhaps, in this age of powered vessels, except for the effect that the winds have on the waves around you. Fair winds to give you a smooth passage, following seas to ease your way. You don't want to be battling big waves breaking over your bows. So when someone sets out, we wish for them fair winds and following seas. Of course, you don't always get what you wish for. Those who go down to the sea in ships more often than not can't choose their conditions. Whatever the state of the winds, whatever the condition of the seas, they go out anyway. The commercial fisherman must make his livelihood. The merchant sailor must get the cargo to the next port on time. The naval vessel will have orders to follow and perhaps a rendezvous to keep. In our gospel reading today, Jesus amazes the fishermen in the boat with him, first by his calm before the storm. In fact, he falls asleep. You can't get much calmer than that. Then when they awake him and upbraid him for his sang-froid, he amazes them further by rebuking the wind and the waves and bringing the storm to an end. Well, it doesn't usually work that way, but... Jesus shows his power to these men to make a point. In God, there is strength. The power of faith is real. And the promise of God to be with us in times of peril is no empty promise. But it is important to understand the promise. God does not guarantee that we will always have smooth seas and following winds. He does not promise that we will come through the battle unscathed. Faith in God is not a magic charm. Jesus Christ is a steadfast companion and will never leave your side, fair winds or foul. To commit your life to Christ does not earn you a life of untroubled calm. Indeed, the challenge of a life committed to Christ may land you in stormy weather more than once. Yet the promise is this. You will not be alone, and in God there is a safe harbor. Notice that Jesus calms the storm when the men in the ship awake him and ask him for help. Our Lord is always present to help us if we turn to him in prayer. Even among lifelong Christians, there can be a hesitancy to ask for help from Jesus. Perhaps it comes from our independent tradition here in New Zealand. When you have a problem, you solve it yourself. There is a pride in being able to work things out on your own. But the point at which God helps us often occurs at the point when we realize we cannot help ourselves. There is no shame in this. God will never judge us as weak if we turn to him for help. Like any father here on earth, God loves to help his children. 
When I was a teenager in the mid-70s, I had a bit of experience of the sea. My parents, my older brother, and I set out in a 41-foot sailboat from California, sailed through the South Pacific, and ultimately to this country. That was my first visit to New Zealand. We arrived here in November of 1975, now getting on towards 50 years ago. Along the way, we visited islands in the Marquesas, the Tuamotu Archipelago, Tahiti and the Society Islands, Western and American Samoa, and Fiji. And on the return, we also stopped in Hawaii. It was a marvelous trip. It took us about a year and a half altogether. Now, we had mostly fair winds, thanks be to God. We followed the trade winds blowing us from east to west, which prevail through most of the year. My father wisely studied the usual weather conditions for the parts of the South Pacific we would be in at the times of the year when we would be in them. So we tended to have smooth passages from one island to the next. We also, I realize now, clearly had God's blessing for the trip, for I can see God's hand in our good fortune. Even when we encountered a severe storm some hundred miles off the east coast of the South Island, God was with us. We had set out from Auckland, heading south initially to pick up the westerly winds, which blow down in our latitudes here. Two days out, we started to get reports on the radio of a storm coming our way, although at first it looked like it would miss us. But no, it didn't. The winds and seas rose steadily. With four of us on board and with good weather, we had each been taking two-hour watches at the wheel, two hours on, six off, which allowed for good sleep. But with the heavy weather, we went to four-hour watches with two on at a time. My parents took one watch and my brother and I the other. The winds eventually rose, as far as we could estimate, to almost 100 kilometers an hour. 105 kilometers would qualify as a hurricane. We think we were just short of that. With that much wind, all we could do was set a small sail fore and aft to act as a weather vane and surf the big waves heading directly downwind. Traveling upwind would of course have been impossible and traveling across the wind would have risked rolling the ship over. So we just went with the wind, heading west, back towards New Zealand. Fortunately, we had a few hundred kilometers of sea room, so we didn't have to worry about running into anything. At one point, when my brother and I were on watch, he was on the wheel and I was sitting on the deck. We were, of course, roped to the ship and wearing life jackets. The weather seemed to be moderating a bit, and I said to my brother, you know, I think the wind and the waves are coming down a bit. Just then, a big wave swept over the storm and drenched us both to the skin. <laughs> My brother just looked at me and said, oh, yeah, getting much calmer. All we could do was laugh and keep going. But God was with us. I know that now, although at the time I had not yet found my faith. God was with us in the storm and calmed our fears and allowed us to keep our heads and so make it through. The seas and winds did moderate, 
and we put back into Auckland for some minor repairs before setting out again. The rest of the voyage back to California was smooth. Now, Paul's wonderful story of adventure and shipwreck shows us an abiding faith. Now, this was a large ship able to hold something like 300 people running before a full gale under bare poles or maybe the smallest storm sails they had on hand, just as we did. They had lightened ships several times, even throwing the ship's tackle overboard. They had a sea anchor out to keep them from broaching too and being capsized by the huge waves. But Paul had been granted a vision, God telling him that he and all aboard would be saved. They were in God's hands. And as they realized they were approaching land, their soundings showing increasingly shallow waters, Paul calls the entire ship's company together and urges them to eat, to give them strength. In the midst of the storm, he calmly breaks bread and passes it around until all had eaten their fill and their fears were calmed. Through this action, Paul extended the grace of God to those who were with him, including them in his deliverance. Likewise, on Sundays here, we break bread together and become one body in Christ, committed to each other's welfare and to God's peace. In the end, the ship survives the storm long enough to strike on a reef within swimming distance of land, and although the ship is destroyed, Paul's prophecy comes true, and not one man is lost. And so to all those who go down to the sea in ships, to the Navy, the Merchant Marine, fishermen, sea cadets, and day sailors, I pray for you to have fair winds and prosperous voyages. In God is our strength. In faith is our salvation. Amen.